invite you to take your Bibles and let's turn to Judges chapter number 16. Book of Judges chapter number 16. In our last look into Samson's life, we considered the tragedy of his failing to, to learn how to handle temptation in his life. We, we saw how that temptation can blind us to the danger and power of sin in our lives, and also we saw how temptation can blind us to the reality of what sin will do in our lives and to the fact that God will also judge sin, always. He will always judge sin. Now, in this lesson tonight, I want us to learn what Samson failed to learn, okay? Uh, we need to learn how to have victory over sin in our lives. We're going to begin by looking at our passage here at Judges 16, verse number 4, the first few words there, and it came to pass afterward. Came to pass afterward. After what? And well, after all the foolish and lustful things that Samson has done up to this point, you know, um, we need to understand that uh, what we're about to read here did not take place in a vacuum. It didn't just happen. Uh, as, and our failures and our walk with God don't just happen either. Samson had started his journey away from God for a while at this point in his life. And what we see here is just the beginning of the end. We're going to take a look at the end next week and the week after that. But uh, uh, we're going to just see the first portion here of the action with Delilah. Let's look at verse number 4 in its entirety in verse number 5. Judges 16, verse 4. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lieth, and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him. And we will give every one of us eleven hundred pieces of silver. Well, that's a very interesting bit of information here, considering who is making this offer to Delilah. The lords of the Philistines, remember there are five major cities of the Philistines, and each one of those cities have a leader. And those, so you've got these uh, five rulers together. Each of those cities had the ruler or lord over them. And it's apparent from reading this that those rulers got together and said, we, we got to deal with Samson. we got to find some way to wipe him out. And so uh, these Philistine rulers were obviously watching him and tracking him. Of course, Samson wasn't concerned because he thought he was pretty much invincible. He thought, nobody can touch me. And pretty much he had been invincible up to this point. Nobody was able to subdue him. Now these guys knew that Samson had a thing for Delilah. And so they went to Delilah and they offered her 1,100 pieces of silver each. That's a total of 5,500 pieces of silver. That's a lot of money. <laughs> even, even back then, that was a whole lot of money. And uh, they were wanting to discover uh, the secret of Samson's strength. And Delilah didn't even hesitate, and she accepted their offer. She didn't really love Samson, at least not as much as she loved the idea of being rich. <laughs> And uh, so, so much for Samson's choice in women, right? Uh, let's look at verse 6 and verse 7. 
says, And Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. <laughs> Interesting question, right? <laughs> Verse number 7. And Samson said unto her, If they bind me with seven green withs that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as as another man. Um, now, we, we see uh, the, the, these lords of the Philistines brought her what she needed to bind Samson according to what the words that he told her. And they had some men that were lying in wait uh, ready to, uh, ready to uh, t- take him. Uh, you know, when we look here, we see Delilah was attempting to get info to betray Samson, and Samson was, was lying to Delilah. What kind of, what kind of uh, relationship is that? You know, not much of one, is it? Look, look down at verse 8 and 9. I got, kind of got ahead of myself there. And the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green withs, which had been dried, and she bound him uh, with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber. And she said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he break the withs, as a thread of tow is broken when it toucheth the fire. So his strength was not known. I mean, they were ready to pounce on him. Um, these Philistines were um, wanting to incapacitate him and afflict him, but their plan didn't work out this time. And look at verse 10 and 12. Um, 10 through 12 says, And Delilah said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Uh, Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If they bind me fast with new ropes that never were occupied, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Delilah therefore took new ropes and bound him there therewith and said unto him the Philistines be upon thee Samson and there were liars in wait abiding in the chamber and he brake them from off his arms like a thread you know I don't know how you what's going on when you read this passage but as I read it it makes me want to say Samson what's wrong with you you touched it in the head (laughs) you know Um, uh, the pleasure of sin can make one stupid and the, the pleasure of sin that he was enjoying with Delilah made him stupid. Why didn't Samson see what was happening here? Because, as we said last week, you know, sin can blind people to reality. It can blind them to reality. Twice at this point, Delilah sought to find out Samson's strength, and twice she acted on what she thought was the true way to incapacitate him. And maybe Samson was just playing with her. You play with fire, though, you get burnt. <laughs> That's what my mama told me when I was growing up. Don't play in the fire, you'll get burnt. And he's playing with fire here. It was not a smart thing to do because he was just playing uh, too close to the edge of the fire. And so uh, look at verse 13 and 14. And Delilah said unto Samson, Hitherto thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If thou weavest the seven locks of my head with the web, and she fastened it with the pen, 
and said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awaked out of his sleep and went away with the pen of the beam and, and with the web. Um, to me, that's the kind of about the weakest effort there. At least he was tied up the other two times. But Samson's hair was long and because of the Nazarite vow that he was under since before his birth. And uh, remember the purpose of that vow? It was to be holy and separated unto God and to serve God. And somehow that significance had been lost to Samson. This really was not paying any attention to that. Now, in the time we have left here, I want us to consider some principles of how we can have victory over sin. Remember that at this point uh, in Samson's life, he can be nothing more than a negative example. That's what we're looking at. He's a negative example from whom we can learn how not to do it, right? And so he certainly isn't the godly example that the Lord had desired for him to be for his people. Well, let's look at the error of Samson's ways and learn, because if we're going to have victory over sin, there's some things that we need to do. Uh, these things are obvious. Okay, Number one, avoid anyone or anything that would turn our heart away from the Lord. Kind of sounds simplistic, but it's very important. Uh, avoid anyone or anything that would turn our heart away from following the Lord. Delilah wasn't the first to distract Samson's heart. We know that. Samson went after the woman of Timnath, the one that was his uh, bride. Then he went after the harlot at Gaza. And then now he's involved with Delilah from the valley of Sorek. And look at what these women did to Samson. The first woman betrayed him and then married his best man. The second woman was a harlot. And Delilah was a deceiver for hire. Uh, not one of these women drew Samson closer to the Lord. Not in any way. And uh, he went farther and farther down the path to ruin. And I want you to consider another scriptural example that we find in Scripture, and that is uh, uh, the King of Sol uh, King Solomon, uh, David's son. In 1 Kings 11, verse 1 and 2, it says, But King Solomon loved many strange women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidonians, and Hittites, of the nations concerning which the Lord has said unto the children of Israel, You shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clave unto these in love. Now, uh, Solomon's heart and Samson's heart were turned from the Lord by those that they allowed in their lives that should not have been there. So what about our lives? Remember this, uh, our study of, of Samson's life is not so much that we can sit back and sh shake our heads at him being so foolish when we do do that, but that's not the purpose of it. Uh, we're studying Samson with the goal of learning from his mistakes. You know, he didn't learn. Well, we can learn. Is there someone in our life that is turning our heart away from the Lord? And understand that it could be more than more than one uh, person. If there is, then we need to break off those relationships. We need to replace them with people who will encourage us in our walk with the Lord. Now, young people, we don't have any here tonight, but young people especially need to watch your close associations with others who don't love the Lord, especially when they begin dating. 
uh, and make sure that they're dating a believer. Forget about evangelistic dating, you know. You know, don't have any business dating someone that don't know the Lord, somebody that's not saved. Second, do they have a heart to serve God? And listen, not every Christian has a heart to serve God. Not every believer does. And uh, if there's anyone or anything that is turning our heart from the Lord, then we need to run from them if we're wanting victory over sin. So, avoid anyone or anything that would turn our heart away from following the Lord. Number two, avoid adopting a flippant attitude towards sin. Can you see Samson's flippant attitude toward what he's doing, what he's involved in? To Samson, this whole scenario was like a big game. Um, he didn't think twice about lying to the woman that he supposedly loved. <laughs> After all, he was just playing around, and we must be careful about our attitude towards sin. The Christian life is intended to be a life of joy. I've always believed that the Lord has a sense of humor. Amen. He, he really does, and, and we're creating His image, and I believe most of us like to laugh, don't we? I've seen a few people that I've wondered if they ever do laugh. But uh, uh, most of us like to laugh and have fun. Uh, but there's some things that we should never joke about. And Samson appears to have thought that this playing around with Delilah was just a game. Just a game, just like he was playing around with that first woman, uh, the woman of Timnath, that he, he kind of played around with her too, if you remember. Now, it turned out to be... Uh, the, the game, he probably thought it was a different game, but it turned out to be Russian roulette. And the, and the bullet was in the chamber that he was firing, uh, uh, you know, here. But uh, we know that Ephesians 5, verse 3 and 4 says, But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become as saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, nor, nor uh, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Look at uh, Proverbs chapter number 6. Proverbs chapter number 6. The book of Proverbs has a lot to say about uh, folks to avoid. Uh, While you turn into Proverbs 6, I'll refer back to Proverbs 1, verse 10. It says, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. That's a good good thing to keep in mind, isn't it? And then uh, there in Proverbs chapter number 4, and verse number 14 says, Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. And pass away. Now, it would have been good if uh, Solomon had followed his own advice. <laughs> but we see here in, in Proverbs chapter number 6 and verse number 23, it says, For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life, to keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman, lust not after her beauty in thine heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. For by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. Can a man take fire in his bosom, and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals, and his feet not be burned? So he that goeth in to his neighbor's wife, whosoever toucheth her shall not be innocent. Now, I know this is talking about adultery, but it also applies to fornication. You know, uh, need to be careful uh, about 
the uh, our attitude towards sin. These verses make it crystal clear that we can't play around with sin and not get burned. So how, how can we get victory over sin? Well, number one, we avoid anyone or anything that would turn our heart away from following the Lord. Number two, we avoid adopting a flippant attitude towards sin. And then lastly, number three, recognize that temptation often comes in attractive packages. There's no doubt that Delilah was a beautiful woman. Um, you know, advertisers know how to sell products to us, don't they? Um, they take great care to wrap up a common item in a special package and have some model model it for us and uh, she looks good and so the product looks better to us because of that she looks good or he looks good and that's not the way it should be and it may say new and improved but it's really um, uh, you know we, we need to watch out not just, just go for that every time you walk into any department store and just look at the packaging and the displays and and uh, they're they're trying to entice you to buy that to pick it up put it in your basket Often the pictures in their ads lead us to believe that this is such a great thing that we just got to have this. And, but uh, that's not the way it is a lot of time, is it? Uh, would you agree with me when I say that our adversary, the devil, is, is no dummy? He's not a dummy. Satan is, we know he's not omniscient. He's a spirit being. And thank the Lord he cannot get inside the believer. Uh, 1 John 4, verse 4, says, Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. But he can observe. He can observe what makes us tick. And he's clever enough to line up his temptations in ways that fit our weaknesses. Now, for Samson, uh, Satan no doubt wrapped his temptations in some very attractive packages. He, he did, didn't tell Samson that Delilah was going to wreck and ruin his life. But there were enough signs that Samson should have figured that out. Okay, uh, but he was overwhelmed with her beauty, and uh, Satan didn't tell him that she was going to wear him down. That's what we see happening here. She's wearing him down, and then her friends are going to put his eyes out. Uh, Satan didn't let on that's what was going to happen. Samson thought he was invincible. Samson didn't ever think it would or could happen to him. How many times has somebody said, oh, well, I know, you know, uh, that, that happened to them, but that will never happen to me. And then you come to find out it, it does happen to them. This temptation came in the beautiful package of Delilah. And the passage didn't tell us everything about this woman, but it's not hard to imagine based on the way that she made decisions, of, uh, uh, that Samson went and made decisions about women before, that he, he just had to have Delilah. I mean, he was in love. He thought he was in love with her, and uh, uh, he just had to have her. Oh, how we need to have victory over sin in our lives. These are just a few principles that we've considered, but if Samson had only been alert to these, perhaps the story would have been completely uh, different when it uh, ended up here. But uh, guard against whatever might turn your heart away from following the Lord. Don't adopt a flippant attitude towards sin and beware of the temptation that comes in attractive packages. Samson wasn't the first person to yield to temptation and he certainly is not the last um, but his life stands as a stark reminder of why we should strive for victory over sin in our lives. Now next week, Lord willing, 
we'll be answering the question, what is the cost? What is the cost? And he's fixing to pay a big price for what's happening. And we'll be taking an examine of that, uh, Lord willing, next week. That's our Bible study for this evening. And we'll uh, set that aside, bring back about our prayer list, pray for the needs, and we'll be dismissed with this prayer.